Words in Winter podcast is brought to you by Words in Winter, an annual literary and arts festival held in August each year in the Hepburn Shire and surrounding districts. You can find out more by going to wordsinwinter.com. In our inaugural episode, Rebecca Phillips of the Jajawarung people shares some highly personal and heartfelt stories of and about her people who lived in and cared for the country in which our festival takes place. Unfortunately, there were some teething problems on the night with our recording equipment, so there are a few technical glitches. But please, stick with it as we bring you Rebecca Phillips' Welcome to Country. We're great storytellers too, and it's really important to tell stories of country for us and, you know, those dreaming stories of this land, they, they gave us understanding of where we come from, what are our connections to all things, the lessons of life uh, in good, good ways and bad ways. And, you know, those lessons, when we tell those stories, they don't, they don't degrade the, the person who's done a, a wrongdoing. Instead, they, um, they teach us all how to learn from that experience and not to... Uh, even though, like in the story of Bunjil and War, after he stole the fire from the Seven Sisters, he got banished by Bunjil. Um, however, him carrying that fire also taught us about um, cultural burning in the landscape as well. If you play with fire, you get burnt black. Um, so we have many stories of country, and I wanted to, uh, to share something that I'd written... Uh, for our country plan, um, and in a book called Juama Jandaki. Have anyone, anyone seen that book? Yeah, so that's... Um, in Jada Wurong, that means our, our stories. So Before I read our connection to country, um, I, I wanted to acknowledge our ancestors because this is something that we always do, and it acknowledges a long line of descendants, that bloodline. So um, my line of ancestry is through a woman, a very, very strong line of women. Um, she, in turn, was also a writer. And that's travelled down my family lines. But I'll read this acknowledgement first before I t- share my stories of her. I wrote this to acknowledge our people, our ancestors. Words as respectful and honest as these ones are can only express a small empathy and empowerment we feel today for what they experienced to ensure our survival. The pain, sadness, confusion and unjust hardships they endured and overcame are testament to the residual present-day health and well-being of our country and our people, their descendants. What happened during colonisation and the following attempts at genocide challenged of our land, our culture and our people. But today we are proud of and honoured by the innovative ways in which they upheld the integrity of our once silenced life ways, traditions and belief systems. In a time when their voice was not heard and their stories forbidden to be shared, they persevered and now we have arrived to a new day where the opportunity exists 
to strengthen wisdom of our ancestors has enabled us to walk in their footsteps towards our own healing and walk the path of healing our country. And for this, we thank you, our Maringa Kulinga Murp. Today we walk our culture knowing that when we strive for the balance of all Bunjil's creations, for us and for the future generations, you walk with us. You can clap if you want. Go <laughs> Something really beautiful happened when I was writing that. And um, I, f I feel like they were with me when I was writing it because those last words came from a, a third person perspective. Um, and so I knew those words mm -hmm. came from... This is something that you'll find on our website now. So been um, received well by, by our mob. Now, I mentioned my beautiful, strong, resilient, great, great, great grandmother who was, um, who was born in Char around the Charlton area and grew up in Bridgewater and not far from here. Um, you all heard of that mission site? Yeah, that's good. Everybody's got their local history. And um, this is kind of where the writing started for, for our people. So another person who was on that mission was Thomas Denoli. And he had learned to read and write there. But it wasn't until we got moved off Franklin Ford, great-great-grandmother, how to read and write. And she became a, a bit of a powerful woman, being able to to speak in the language and use the medium that um, the people were of that time. And there's a, a letter that she had written to the Aboriginal Protectorate Board, um, which tells a little bit of her story and her struggles. Caroline Malcolm, Corandirk, November 16th, 1881. My last child died lately. He was dying and required a bed for himself, but I didn't have enough blankets to cover him, so I asked Mrs Strickland for a pair of blankets for my sick boy. I had to have words over it. I asked Mrs Strickland if there was a blanket for my sick boy, blankets to the children. I said, what am I to do? I must have a blanket for the children. She told me that she must write to Captain Page first. Then I told her, must my little boy be perishing with the cold till you get a letter from Captain Page? She told me she had orders only to give a pair of blankets for every hut. Then I told her, what must I do? I have three beds. She told me that she to me the next day. The children could not sleep together on account of Marcus having a chest complaint, which he was dying of. So I tore the blanket in two and gave them one each, as well as my own blankets along with it. You can tell by her words that she really wanted to push this issue and at being a human right that the Protection Board should provide her a blanket, but also knew her place. Reading that is, uh, you know, pulls the emotional strings, <laughs> understanding those times and the challenges that our people went through. And um, it's... A testament, like I said, it's a testament 
that she was able to learn and to write these things. She lost those three children um, and I was uh, a few generations down. Um, but I'm very appreciative of her, of her challenges and her triumphs. Now, the funny thing I wanted to talk about was, as Thomas Denoli had taught her the power of writing in English and being able to influence, Thomas Denoli was, was quite a lethal man in the days too. And the Protection Board didn't like him because he could write things or to let them know what was really going on on the missions. And now, six generations down, and I have Thomas Denoli's descendant, Harley Denoli Lee, who's now teaching me Jaja Wurong language. <laughs> so there's that flip, and I'd like to think that's aligned with the theme of chance and change, that so much can change just me pride to speak our mother tongue. And I wanted to share some songs with you. So one of the first songs that I'd written in our language um, is really telling people where we come from and who we are. And it goes like this. So this was firstly, I guess maybe in the past we weren't recognised as still being here. And so that is saying, Jaja Wurong Daramang, the yes yes, uh, yes yes speaking people are here. We, we come together and gather at this meeting place. Um, so from the mountains and the three rivers, so those were the simple words, but uh, it's good to bring back the songs of our country and, and have our country hear our songs. Most of the time, our country is telling stories through us, through our songs, through our dance, and through our ceremonies. This was our way of, of writing the stories of time. Um, have you all heard the creation story? Hey? Yes. Tell you? Okay. So... Um, a long time ago, people probably say the dream time, but years gone, we can't really put a time frame on it. In this time, the land was bare and featureless. There was no creeks or rivers or trees or people or plants and ancient dreaming spirits had walked this earth in their forms uh, unbeknown to us many different forms. Places of power were created where these ancestral beings 
had perhaps dropped a tool or an implement or sat down in that landscape. Bunjul walked this earth, raising tree. Giant serpents were making the river systems and the rains came down. And after all of these things were created, Bunjul created the animals and the plants in all of their uniqueness and symbiology. And then he created the people. And we needed to look after this land. And so he bestowed upon us Bunjul. If we translate them, they're very much take care of yourselves. So do no harm. Do no harm to yourselves or to others or to any of Bunjul's creations. And only take what you need. And when you take something, you should always give back. And so there was always this understanding of this wakjara, this energy exchange, this flow of giving and uh, taking and rece receiving, receiving and giving. And after he'd created these laws and uh, bestowed them upon the people, he transformed himself into the giant wedge-tail eagle and he flew up into the Burangi, the night sky, where he sits by his campfire. And that today is known as Jupiter. Just some stories, and when they are told in great detail with the ceremonies, there are many lessons in them. And this is the beautiful thing, I think, when it comes to our dreaming stories, is that there can be so much detail and understanding shared in a very simple way. And I use the example of when I was in primary school and we used to that ring a ring a rosy, a pocket. Yeah, yeah, me too. So yeah, we'd all do that and we'd all fall down. And it wasn't until much later on in my years that I was actually learning about the plague. So, you know, these this is the same way in which our stories were. You would learn something in its simple form to understand the big picture and later on learn the details uh, of that. <coughs> when we are in our country, born from our country, speak from our country, it's like uh, you speak in the same language as the animals and the birds. The birds are some of our biggest messengers. And this is the way that I could describe our connection to country. And our family. We belong to our family. Our family does not belong to us. We are a part of it. We have a role in it. We do not control it or own it, nor can we put a monetary price on it. We are not the owners. We are not the owners of it. But we are the custodians. We have inherited rights and responsibilities through our bloodlines to care for it as we do our family. On behalf of our extended family over generations, for our ancestors and for the unborn family yet to come. Everyone has an innate talent or skill which helps define their role in the mob and in caring for country. Traditionally we would have had elders take us from a young age and teach us to build on and master that skill to benefit the whole tribe. This would give us our place in our mob and allow us to contribute. When we say our country, it means so much more than what the physical eyes can see. Not only is it the cycles of life, death and rebirth, the ebbs and flows, the highs and lows, 
It is a collective energy born into the physical world, interrelating with individual beings as a whole. Everything is connected. Everything has a murup, a spirit. When we accept are forms of residual energy attached to particular places in our country. When we are connected to country, our spirits help us recognize signs from the spirit world and our ancestors. This helps us understand other factors that contributed to the physical manifestation of those places, objects, landforms, and all creations seen and it is this knowing oneself and walking our country. Thank you, you guys are real generous with the applause. Mm. Okay, um, I might, um, how am I going for time? Okay, great. Um, all right, well, I might share um, one last song and I think it's a, it carries a lovely message. Um, it's about us all caring for country together. Um, and it's a song that I, I learnt from a Gumbangi man. So he created it to share with, with people to teach this and um, he gave me permission to translate it. So I would love to acknowledge my brother Mujai and thank him for his wisdom in sharing. So this is the Jaja Warong version uh, called Delkunya uh, Ja, Caring for Country. Malamia Bunjo, Wonkin Jandak Kulini, Kapadel Kunya Ja, Manganaldo Rung, Wonkin Jandak Kulini, Kapadel Kunya Ja. If you'd like to join in, you maybe clap if you game, try speaking the words. Malamia Bunjo, Wonkin Jandak Kulini. Capadel Cunha Ja, Manganaldo Rung, Munkin Janda Culini, Capadel Cunha Ja, Malamia Bunjo, Munkin Janda Culini, Capadel Cunha Ja, Manganaldo Rung, Munkin Janda Culini, Capadel Cunha Ja. Sweet, deadly. So those words were, um, in the time of creation, Bunjul gave Aboriginal people this land to care for, to know and protect. Now it's time for all people to care for and protect the land. Yeah. Mm. Um, you guys have been really great and this is a wonderful space. Thank you for creating a, a, a beautiful space for the sharing of uh, words and stories and um, feelings, emotions. It's been really great. Um, so I'll acknowledge my ancestors, our Maringa Kulinga Murupi, our elders and all the elders that are here present as well. Um, any other Jara people if they're present and all of you and your ancestors. Mm -hmm. And may you have a great Writers' Festival. 
On behalf of the Dada Wurrung people and my ancestors and my family line, I would like to uh, to welcome you here. Ben Bengek Wamindika, Benganano Jandaki, Lani Dada Wurrung Gunditcha, Lani Maringa Kuringa Murpi. We welcome you to our homelands, the home of the Dada Wurrung people, the home of our ancestral spirits. And may you have a good meeting today. Sorry. Um, actually, I have one more thing to say. When I was opening the Writers' Festival um, in Bendigo, I was walking off stage going, oh, I should have said this. Um, so I, I saw this quote and I really, I, I thought it was really good in illustrating what I was saying before about the responsibility of, of writing things and putting disclaimers where you're not sure um, so whoever's reading it in future won't get a misunderstanding. And the quote is, until lions learn how to write, the hunter will always be the hero in the story. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Words in Winter podcast. Words in Winter is a literary festival that runs every year in the cold winter months of August in Dalesford, Victoria, Australia. If you'd like to find out more about the festival, please go to wordsinwinter.com. If you'd like to hear more episodes, you can find them at wordsinwinter.com forward slash podcasts.